0: Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks Podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters. Along my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we have a good show for you this week. Uh, the Ducks came out of uh, the Thanksgiving break. They played a couple games. They uh, took on the Kings Uh, The Capitals and the Jets, uh, they won one out of three of those games. But a lot of action in these three contests. We'll break it all down for you. We'll talk about kind of the good and the bad of what happened this last week. We had a lot of uh, recommendations on the last show. The Ducks actually uh, listened to most of them, or maybe Dallas Aikens listened to most of them. So we'll go over those. And plenty of league news as well. So we'll break it all down, uh, get you caught up on the action. Um, The Ducks kind of slumping there a little bit. They come home, they play the Kings, Eddie, and the Ducks win this game. Uh, They take them out, uh, you know, 4-2 in this contest. Uh, The Ducks got a couple goals early in this uh, game. Uh, Grant scored, Silverberg scored on the power play, note, and uh, Carter Rowney scored as well, and Derek Grant got an empty net goal. So the Ducks uh, come home. And they take out uh, you know, the Kings after losing that game, obviously, to the, uh, the Jets after Black Friday, unfortunately. Uh, what did you think about this contest, du- uh, Eddie? The Ducks uh, taking out L.A.
1: Uh, it was awesome. It's always a good day when you beat L.A. I, I have bragging rights in my house because I have a couple Kings fans up there. Even though I took one of my buddies to a Ducks game, he was all about the Ducks. Now he's Kings. For, I don't know. He just... Who knows about his thing, but me I mean, Ducks played well. Uh, it's always good when Garrett Grant gets a multi-goal game because it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for his official naming of the child from that St. Louis hat trick. But it, it was an overall good game. It, you know, we, we got a power play goal, and I, I did want to look up, and I haven't yet, but I want to look up of how many games we actually won with the power play goal and won without because I think we won a lot of games and we actually scored at least one power play goal. Which it should be. So it's always good to go ahead, come in there and beat your, uh, I mean, you're pretty much not division rival, but you're your ultimate rival in hockey, period. And especially doing it in, at home in front of the fans. Like a lot of us have been frustrated. So getting a win like that, it's always great. And looking forward to come Thursday and hopefully we can pull another win like that again. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing a power play go or Derek score. Yeah, goal.
0: I mean, he did score a couple of times in this game like we talked about on the last show. If you didn't hear, we said, hey, change the lineup, change the power play units. Uh, Dallas Aikens did do that. Uh, Grant did not score on the power play, but uh, the Ducks did on their only chance in this game. But one thing you, you got to look at and we'll talk about in these other games, too, against the Capitals and the Jets. They've had Grant out there more in the power play, which we pretty much begged for on the last show. And if you go back and watch these games, or if you did watch them live every time on the power play, when the puck was not in the corner, there's somebody sitting in front of the net and that's Derek Grant. And that's exactly what Eddie and I have been just harping on this entire season. If you listen to our show on the power play, get somebody in front of the net, create a little bit of havoc and things will work. And it it worked. The ducks got that goal there. And, um, in general that's kind of the theme i, I guess you could say we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go through all the games but The Ducks scored eight goals in these three games and a lot of them were scored with traffic in front, bodies in front, deflections, things of that nature. The Ducks did some of that in this game. Uh, As I said, you had uh, Derek Grant uh, getting that goal. You also had Cardinal Rowney going towards the net, a great pass on that play and he scored and the Ducks did well in this one. I mean, they did get outshot 36 to 20. They did lose the face-off battle in this contest. But the bottom line is they jumped out to a 2-0 lead. Um, they basically held on after that. The Kings didn't really have much fight in this contest. Uh, granted, the Kings are in last place, and the Ducks are barely above them. Uh, but the Ducks came out, and I, I call this the Super Bowl for the Ducks, right? Because uh, the Ducks season is you know it is what it is, right? A lot of you are kind of like, eh, I'm not going to listen to the Ducks anymore. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to listen to podcasts, whatever. Ducks are out of it, but hey. When the Ducks play the Kings, you always want to win those games. It doesn't matter if the Ducks are in, in last or second to last in this case. And the Ducks did that. So it was a good feeling. Um, you know, you get blanked by the Jets on Black Friday. Then you come out and you beat your crosstown rival. So all around a good win. Yeah, the Ducks didn't get as many shots on net as, as I would have liked. But hey, Eddie, uh, they won this contest. And anytime you can beat L.A., you can go home feeling good.
1: Oh yes, I, I can't. I couldn't agree more. And regardless if the ducks are losing or not, you definitely want to listen to this podcast because we're freaking awesome, and we talk about. We just talk about ducks hockey, whether it's a good, the bad, or whatever. We just talk about it. The only thing I didn't like in that game against the Kings is obviously the being outshot. That second period, the Kings had nineteen shots on goal, and the Ducks only had six. It just gave LA that chance to get back in a game and kind of run away with it. And Ryan Miller, he played well, and I think he didn't get what, you know, kind of the recognition he deserved. I I think he should have been one of the three stars of the game just for just the playing so well that he was. The Kings in that second period, it seems like the Ducks just kind of let them roll with it. And I I wish, you know, it was, uh, I, I wish the Ducks played a little better, but regardless, we still won. Um, it was unfortunate, too. A crosstown rival and the big rivalry of the Ducks and Kings wasn't anything that really happened on the ice. and It was an infamous situation that happened in the stands that we posted. And I do apologize if, if people thought that we were promoting violence or saying that that's what we like. Yes, I love the hard, physical fighting stuff, but definitely not in the stands. Not where it's, it's criminal or juvenile. And that's how people that act like that are. And I talked to a few fans, and, and I, I said that I hope this video of those fans uh, fighting in the stands like that brings awareness and just like, hey, you know what, maybe you had too much to drink, maybe you should drink less, or just try to be the bigger man and walk away, because like fighting like that in the stands and it it just doesn't look good for the Ducks organization it doesn't look good for hockey and come on it's like you guys are there watching you know a hockey game i'm sure you want to come back and watch more it's not worth getting banned over and i understand when you know you're watching competitive sport and the alcohol is flowing but it's just you have to sometimes just think about it and kind of walk away on those things but i appreciate a lot of the fans that wrote us dm'd us and are just talking about the situation and sent us the videos so thank you for that and like i said just uh hopefully that video just makes you just be aware and kind of like hey you don't want to be that guy because this especially in this camera world like these phones will record everything, and you just don't want to be known and be infamous Yeah, this for that. game,
0: you know, the Ducks won, which obviously we're all happy about, but you know, something you touched on there, Eddie, is this game was actually kind of mellow as far as the ice went. There wasn't a lot of fights. There were some hits here and there. It wasn't really a nasty game. I mean, I don't know, because the Ducks and the Kings are in the bottom of the Pacific and the Western Conference. I didn't feel like there was a lot of emotion or a lot of physicality in this game, uh, as I said, of course, we're happy the Ducks pulled out the win, but, uh, it wasn't like some of the other games that we've seen with, uh, LA and Anaheim where there's, uh, you know, some nastiness in there. So it, it was kind of a mellow game on the ice. Um, you also touched on Miller being in net. That's, uh, true. Uh, Gibson was out with a illness. They said, uh, per the team uh Stolarz was called up from San Diego he backed up Miller Uh, like you mentioned Miller had a phenomenal game uh, especially in the second period really kept the Ducks uh uh, lead there and the Ducks you know I I agree with you he should have been one of the the number one star you know top three stars I guess in this contest but uh yeah it was kind of weird the uh the audience there uh in the 200 level uh section 227 uh some people got out of hand and out of control and it was disappointing and uh, we posted the videos and whatnot. Like Eddie said, we don't encourage it. We just try to report the news of what's going on. And uh, it's unfortunate, you know. If uh, you want to get drunk at a game and get wasted or get high or whatever you're gonna do, then don't go to a game. Uh, as simple as that. I mean, if you're gonna get that crazy and fight with people, then you know, stay at home and tear up your own house. Don't 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 tear up our house at, at Honda Center. It's just it's uncalled for. So that that part was a little disappointing. It was kind of a weird. Weird thing, but that happened late in the game. The Ducks ended up winning this contest. Uh, we're not strangers to it. We've seen it before with the Ducks and the Kings when they play. There's there's shenanigans that go on in the stands or in the parking lot, so it's nothing new. But this is just kind of a a PSA, if you will. You know, just stay home. If you're gonna get crazy like that, act a fool, as I like to say, then stay at home and act a fool in your own house. You know, destroy your own house. I, I don't really care. Do whatever you want at home, get mad at the TV, yell and scream, but don't bring it to the the arena. Uh, and that goes for any sporting event. That's just stupid. So, uh, but anyways, yes, the Ducks, they won this game. I thought Ryan Miller was awesome in net with Gibson being out and things look good. You know, the Ducks turn around, good response uh, after that Winnipeg game. And then of course uh going into the next game we we knew this was going to be more uh you know we thought the king game was going to be heated the king game wasn't heated except in the stands unfortunately but the the, the game against the capitals oh my god it was like fourth of july and christmas right uh plenty of fireworks in this game uh right before it a couple things did happen eddie the ducks did recall mahura which we we also begged for in the last show Comtois came up and Max Jones got sent down. Then the Ducks into this game against the Capitals. And uh, basically all hell broke loose in this game. The Ducks did lose this game 3-2. Uh, but there's so much to talk about in this contest. Um, I, I, I mean, it's just crazy. I guess we can go with kind of a little bit of the scores in here. Uh, Washington took the lead in the first period. They got a, a power play in the second period, scored on that. And then it looked like the Ducks responded. Looked like they had another power play goal, which was taken away on a challenge. A very, very close play, which we'll get into. Uh, Getzloff did score. Henrique scored early in the third. And uh, it was 2-2 two two briefly. Uh, the Washington Capitals scored, took a 3-2 to lead, and they ended up winning this game. But all kinds of shenanigans in this game, Eddie. Uh, we had uh, Goodis knocked out Richie. Richie hurt his MCL. He is out 6-10 to 10 weeks. Delorier said screw you Goodis and beat the crap out of him uh, That video that Eddie recorded and posted got uh, probably at this point over 21,000 views It's it's 20,000 plus probably the most we've ever had on Ducks and Pucks uh, You had uh, good Branson going after Hathaway the refs trying to prevent that Good Branson ended up finally laying the smackdown on him not, not as much as Delorier did against Goodis But finally that got resolved as well um, There's just so much going on in this game Eddie the Ducks lost but, I mean, this was an entertaining game. They fought hard. Uh, I really think the Ducks deserved a point in this game. That goal that was called back, it was really, really close in my opinion. But, uh, you know, regardless of the outcome in this one, uh, the Anaheim Fight Club, uh, I think, came back uh, in this game and also the game against the Jets. I know the number of rules we don't talk about Fight Club, but... Uh, You know, regardless of the outcome of these games, Eddie, uh, the Ducks are standing up for each other, uh, they're playing physical, and you have to like that, regardless of how the Ducks do in this game, or really the rest of the season.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. This was, I I, I loved it. It, There wasn't any dirty play, Ducks are trying to take someone's head off, or intentionally injure someone, but they came out with a chip on their shoulder, and, and they came out really buzzing, and... I was surprised that Tom Wilson wasn't in the mix. I'm surprised he wasn't trying to go after poor Gouli, which seemed to piss the the whole <laughs> Capitals team off. But um, yeah, it, it was good to see De- Delorié beat the crap out of uh, out of Gudis, and a lot of fans like around hockey world that aren't even ducks fans were retweeting and commenting on our ducks and pucks page just saying how much they don't like him. And I know he's a physical tough player. It's hard for me to say that I hate him because I like that style of play, but he's had some questionable hits and things that he's done in the past. So a lot of other fan bases don't like him. And I was surprised that that video got so many hits. And when we post and live tweet, you know, we just kind of think it's going to be more internal for a lot of Ducks fans, but when I posted the video, we posted it on Ducks and Fox. It just really hit. But it was just it was a good fight, and Delorier it just brawled on him and like said to him, "Oh man, I can't even talk about that fight." Like I I, I I've been in fights in my life, and I, I like to say I'm not afraid of people, and, and you know I'm willing to fight when necessary. I'll try to avoid it now because I don't want to be an idiot. But if De came over there and wanted to fight me, I'd be like, you know what? Have my sister that I don't even have, like it's not <laughs> worth it. I don't want to get, I don't want to get beat up that bad. Uh, it was kind of, uh, I think the referees kind of screwed this game a little bit uh, because th- there was some bad blood about that spitting incident that Hathaway did, and we all know. Uh, that he would have to answer the call. If you're thinking, like, oh, well, it's, it's done and over, you can't spit in someone's face and not expect it, not to be called, like, answered the next game. It's just, you know, I think Hathaway showed a, a, a gets Getzoff explained it too, a, a cowardly act, and he didn't man up and accept the consequences for his actions. And he let, you know, and and the referees, too, when both players, you know, met the first time, the referees were were quickly to jump in there and break them up. It's like and gave an unsportsmanlike conduct. It's like they're trying to prevent it. Like, you know what? This is hockey. Like, I I, I don't understand what you guys are doing. And and, and I think that they're going to one one of these games, they're going to get hurt by just prematurely coming in there and grabbing a player when both players are heated. I think if they would have let them both go, that would have been it. You know, just like uh, Branson said too, in quotes, saying that you know he wants to move forward. And I, I tweeted out on my personal page, hey, you know what? They fought already after you know in the third period when after the incident they broke up. It's done, okay. You know, Hathaway had to answer that call. It, it, something had to be done. I think the only thing that pissed me off in that game besides the Ducks losing, but I think the Ducks didn't play that bad. But the referees just were quick to jump in there and not let something that needed to be done, but by Gabranson and, and these two guys, just to kind of like end that drama and that, I guess that saga, whatever. Yeah, I
0: mean, I agree with you. That it's something I call uh, ice justice, and that's what happened in this game. Uh, exactly. You know, Gudis knocked out Richie uh, on a cheap shot. Um, I'm I'm surprised that Gudis didn't get more, uh, you know, punishment on that call at all. I I mean. You know, Richie didn't have the puck. Uh, I mean, he, he let it go. I mean, it was a late hit. I mean, the bottom line. So nothing happened there. Uh, Delorie is like, ah, eh, whatever. You know, and by the way, he leads the league in fights. He's uh, He was leading it at, at this game. But currently, as we record the show, he's tied with Brendan Lemieux. They both have five fights in the NHL this year. But I want to remind you, if you go to hockeyfights.com, you can look up the ratings and everything. And uh Delorier is five and zero, by the way. So he uh he's earned his spot and he, he went out there, did what he needed to do. He took out Gudis. Uh no question. Goodis looked like a pansy. I'm sorry. He he just took him out. He just jackhammered him, knocked him out. That was ice justice. And then and then good oh, yeah. going after uh you know Hathaway, that was also ice justice. And like you said, Eddie, the refs you know, not letting them go at it the first time, finally letting them do it the second time, you know, th- it got done. So the Ducks got their licks in there, Eddie. Uh, just unfortunate they came up short and lost this game.
1: Oh, yeah, and uh, the, uh, I believe they're called the Russian Machine Never Breaks. I, uh, uh, they, they were, wrote an article about this and they posted, uh, one of our videos. Thank you for doing that and, and linking us. We appreciate that, you know, some, instead of just trying to just put a video on there and cover up the watermarks and stuff. So I do appreciate that. But they wrote down that Delorier landed 12 straight punches to Goudis's head. Like, holy crap. And Gudis isn't a, a weak guy. He's not one of those guys that Delorier was just preying on and, and kind of just, you know, you know, he's a victim. No. It, Goodis is a tough customer, and, you know, he's – Unfortunately, he's not really good at fighting Dutch players, uh, a.k.a. the Superman <laughs> punch, <laughs> a while ago. But, yeah, like, like we touched on too, that first one pissed me off. Um, and, you know, what gets-off was quoted too, saying it, it was cowardly that, you know, that should have been addressed in the first period, and it should have been done and done. That's it. But, you know, of course the refs and, and Hathaway didn't want to address it. But once they finally met, you yeah, know, Gabranson beat the crap out of him. It was just, it was a good fight for him, and, and he's a big guy. So I, I'm just glad this situation's over. It's not going to bleed into next season. I'm pretty sure in the hockey world it'll be forgotten. Um, and like you said too, Mike, ice justice. Like, and, and people understand that. And you have a few people that seem not to understand hockey, or maybe they don't follow it as much, but they're trying to justify still uh, oh well you know good Branson did this he deserved it but I, I've said numerous times no one deserves that kind of disrespect to spit in someone's face that is just the ultimate thing and if you don't see a problem in that then I feel sorry for your upbringing and I apologize if I'm offending anyone but that's just that's something you don't do I I'd rather you punch me straight in the face than spit in my face that, yeah that's I
0: agree 100% it. and it was funny too you know you posted those uh, fight videos right of good Branson And Delorier, and I was laughing, I I texted Eddie a day or two after the game, and I said, hey man, uh, a lot of Capitals fans are mad, they're still tweeting us talking trash, I go, just ignore them, I mean, it was so funny, the Capitals won the game, but their fans were still tweeting us 48 hours later talking trash, and I was just cracking up like, you guys won the game. Okay, yeah, we beat the crap out of you physically on the ice, but you won the game. Like, why even comment? I mean, I just laugh. Social media is so funny to me because before I started this, I wasn't on social media. As uh, some of you know, I wasn't really into it. Started this thing. I got on social media. I um, was kind of a rookie at it four or five years ago, and uh, I just crack up. I, I just don't respond to anybody talking trash anymore, period. I just don't care. Uh, like I said, it's not just me that runs the account. There's several of us that do, but I tell everybody else just ignore it. And it was funny. A lot of people days after, Capitals fans still revved up and pissed off that we p- posted those fight videos. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. If you're a Capitals fan, listening to this podcast. Your guys got their asses kicked on the, on on that game. I'm sorry. Yeah, you won on the scoreboard, but physically you got beat down. That's just that's just what it is. And like Eddie said, spit in somebody's face. I'm sorry. That's unacceptable so fighting in the stands unacceptable spitting in someone's face on the ice unacceptable that's just the way we look at it but i thought the ducks got a little gypped in this game eddie the other part of this was the disallowed goal i was watching it on my phone i had the uh, fox sports go app if any of you don't have that please download it it's awesome if you're not at your house you don't have your tv you're on the road go to the fox sports go app the picture is crystal clear you can see everything on there I thought it was a really, really close play. It looked like the Ducks were going to get another power play goal, Eddie. Um, It was a really bang-bang play. They called it a goal. They reviewed it. They said Fowler's skate was up in the air when the puck went across. I thought it was close. Uh, Maybe they got it right, but, I mean, what did you think, Eddie? It was a super tight, you know, play.
1: Yeah, that was one of those things I was like, as a Ducks fan, I want it to be, you know, definite a Ducks goal. But honestly, I'm in that big question mark. I don't know. And when in doubt, I, I say just call it no. Uh, I And you know, people probably don't agree with me saying that. But just think of it being a, a Ducks fan and uh, playing that you know, those Oilers that one game. Just, I don't know. It's one of those things where you don't want it to happen. When it's uh for uh, against your team, but it's I don't know, it's just yeah I mean, I'm a I'm in a big question mark I am still like uh, about that like it's just one of those those tough situations for me as being a hockey fan because I, I love the Ducks and I, I try to be you know just you know fair to all hockey. But seeing that you you couldn't know you couldn't tell if his skate was down or his skate was up, and I know a lot of people think that if you jump or have your your leg above that line it counts, but no, once your body's before that line, it's the rules. No, it's unfortunate. I I wish it were a goal, but you know what? It's not. I'm just glad the Ducks won the game by, you know, not the score. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's tough. If you go by the rules, Fowler skates up. The puck goes across the line like a split second before. So it's probably not a goal. Just an unfortunate sequence there. Uh, You know, the Ducks, like we said, they changed up the power play lines. They scored a power play goal in uh, the game against L.A. They scored one in this game, and then it was disallowed. So it's unfortunate. The Ducks came up short in this one. And then they had another game uh, this week. They played the Jets. A really weird uh, early game uh, on Sunday at noon. I was like, good Lord, because uh, I had a late night at work, so I had, to, I had to get up early and watch this contest, you know, 12 noon on a Sunday. That's kind of early for me. <laughs> but uh, G- Gips, Gips, Gibson <laughs> came
1: Oh, you know what? I had to cut you off. I'm sorry, Mike, but I'm going to start bitching again about that. Show after the
0: game. <laughs> yeah, that season. was the early one.
1: I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I know you guys are tired of hearing that, but you know what? I have to throw that, that out there. That was a there. rough
0: one. That was an early <laughs> Saturday game. But, yeah, so, so this one, so Gibson came back finally, right? He was out the last couple games. Stolars got sent back down. The Ducks called up Sam Carrick, which – Everybody was pissed off because it was Carrick bobblehead night in San Diego, but he got called up, and he didn't even play. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't run the team, but that, that, that's what happened. Um, and In this game, the Ducks uh, were more competitive in this one, obviously, than the Black Friday game. Uh, they did lose it, but uh, again, entertainment all the way around. Uh, you know, The Ducks in this one had uh, some more... Uh, fighting going on you had Getzloff dropping the gloves right in the beginning of the game against Allers and so uh, the Ducks went at it Uh, Shifley scored first Uh, Silverberg scored shortly after it Uh, it looked like the Ducks may have got to the third period tied but Lowry scored late in the second Uh, Devin Shore got one his first one in the third gift by Helen Buck and then Shifley got a power play goal late in the game to pull this one out. But this was another game, Eddie. Uh, the Ducks came up short. But, uh, you know, I, I felt like they could have maybe got a point out of this one too. I, I didn't think they played that poorly in this contest. Uh, they just, and this one lacked a little bit of discipline. Took a couple of penalties they probably shouldn't have. Especially that one late, which cost them as Shifley got his second goal of the game. And uh, the Ducks came up short in this one. Just like they did against the Capitals. They lost 3-2. to two.
1: Oh yeah, and is yeah they were tied in shots, tied in the faceoff percentage, uh, but they got out outshot again, twelve to five in the second period, and it just you can't allow teams to do that. And I don't know how many times I'm going to say this, I'm going to keep saying it until something changes. But you can't play that kind of hockey. You can't just come out strong and, and win or even tie a first period. And then lose a second period and expect to come back that third period like yeah if you want to look at just the scoring of it a Ducks and Jets were tied in the first the Jets won the second period by scoring that one goal and the Ducks had zero goals and the third period it was a one-one you know goals each each team that split goals on that but unfortunately the Jets won that second period and won the game you just can't play that kind of hockey and you can't really blame Gibson when he's facing that many shots and you, you 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 only shoot five times that's it's it's it's, it's insane it's just, it's crazy i'm glad they scored cuz after that black friday game it was just, <laughs> it was bad so i'm i'm glad they actually scored and you know what with Ehlers trying to drop the guts at Getzloff, I, I don't understand that Getzloff's one of those those players he's a tough customer and he, he knows how to throw him down and, and for a little cross check like that gets off delivered on Eaters, I don't know why you would drop the gloves in that situation. I don't know if it was one of those things where you're a chihuahua you're trying to bark, thinking the person's going to just walk away, but he ends up, he doesn't. But you know what? I still respect Eaters for, for going over there and, and dropping the gloves with them and, and fighting, even though it was a, like a one sided fight. I, I haven't checked the hockeyfights.com uh, official rating that fans do but if it's not 100% Getzloff's way I I don't see how people can can even give Ehlers a point in that but it's just unfortunate Devin Shore scored uh, his first goal of the season so that's positive it just it's kind of late in the season he's not really panning out for the Ducks uh, yeah he's showing glimpses of greatness and how he plays but he's just not producing but you know what overall the ducks you know took a loss and we just had to accept it uh, they scored the two goals they're in a situation right now where they're rebuilding and they're giving opportunities to to younger players and things like that and it's it's one of those games too that kind of stings because the jets are lacking in their own blue line and they're dealing with their stuff and Yeah, I really want the Ducks to win this game, especially having to watch that Black Friday game and then that.
0: Yeah, I mean that's kind of I guess the theme that you know the Ducks uh, played Washington, they lost. They played Winnipeg and they lost. They're not going to play either one of these teams anymore this season. And and I'm with you, you know, towards the end of the game too, in the third period, uh, the Jets did shoot the puck out of the rink in their own zone. Uh, I felt the Ducks should have got a power play for delay game, and then the refs are like, well, the puck went off Henrique's helmet. I don't think so. I, I think the Ducks should have had a power play there. You know whether or not they would have scored and got into overtime, I don't know. But that that kind was irritating at the very end when that that call. You know they they called one against the Ducks. Shifley scores. He gets a power play. Then they had a chance there uh, in the third period with a you know a power play potentially there, and they didn't get it. Um, they had other chances as well, obviously in that period uh, in the third period as well and uh, they weren't able to get it done, obviously, when Lowry uh, cross-checked uh, Kasha in the thing, and they, they still weren't able to score on that one. But I thought the Ducks would get one late in that period. So, uh, you know, overall, the Ducks, it's still entertaining game uh, when you watch them. You know, if you're like, I'm checked out, whatever with the Ducks, well, that, that's fine. But, you know, shame on you because these games have been fun to watch. Like we said, the, uh, the Fight Club has come back. The Ducks have been going at it. They've been standing up for each other not taking crap from anybody uh which is a good sign so yeah the ducks only won uh one of the three contests but uh overall uh and we'll we'll kind of break it down the next segment the stuff that the ducks have done since uh you know the thanksgiving break if you will we'll talk about so i just want to let you know that this show is brought to you by entertainment concepts check them out Uh, My buddy Eric runs the company. They do a lot of uh, parties and whatnot and DJing and things like that So if you're ever looking for something uh, For a wedding or a holiday party obviously Christmas is coming up and and New Year's and whatnot check them out Uh, They're a great company good friend of mine Um, He'll hook you up. So uh, with that we'll kind of break it down into the next uh, segment Eddie and then of course the third segment will be our league news, but Let's talk about the Ducks and, and kind of evaluate what's been going on. I, I I think they've been kind of listening to the podcast, Eddie. I, I don't I don't know. Um, a lot of things happened in the last week that you and I talked about, and they were pretty much done. Uh, I, I guess we'll start off with uh, kind of the defense. Um, the Ducks did send down Larson. We mentioned that right before the last show. Uh, they brought up Mahura. And we don't have to worry about the Larson-Holzer show. So that's gone, right? We didn't see them playing together this week, right? Because Larson got sent down, so that that was taken care of. Mahura only played in the last game. He didn't have a great game. But uh, at least they listened to that part on the defensive end, Eddie. And I I think this week the Ducks didn't play that bad defensively. Uh, You know, as you mentioned, Miller really bailed them out in that game against the Kings, especially the second period. I thought Miller had a a solid game uh, against... The Capitals, and I think the Ducks just came up short with some penalties there uh, against the Jets.
1: Oh yeah, they've been playing better hockey despite the, the score, especially against Washington. Just losing by one goal against like one of the best teams, if not the best team in the in the East. It, it, it's great to see. Man, I'm glad to see things changing on the power play. And, and yeah, I'm. I don't know if they're listening to the podcast or we have telekinesis. If we have telekinesis, that's cool. That would be even better than them listening to the podcast. But it's good to see some changes on there. And I just want to see like, – I'm not expecting any Stanley Cup promises this this season or the Ducks to make the playoffs. I just want to see them progress and get better as a team and, and learn from their mistakes, uh, their younger players, mature as players, and just kind of fill in those those roles as the players that they're projected to be. Uh, when Getzloff and Perry first came into the league. I'm sure a lot of fans had high expectations, didn't think that they'd be the players they were with Perry, you know, winning the scoring award and the heart, or Getzloff being the captain and, and helping this this team. And I think Getzloff's probably like one of the top captains in the league, too. And I, I just didn't. You know, when you first see players come into a league like that, playing their first game, you don't know what to expect. You have the expectations. You think they're going to be great. Like, New Jersey Think thought Jack Hughes was going to be their savior. Who knows? I, I'm not sure if he's going to be a, a better player. Uh, he's on a pace, I think, for like, what, like 35, 40 points. That's still decent for a rookie player, but it's just you You never know what these players are going to be. So it's good to see this team just kind of trend upward a little bit even though they only have that one win in December so far but it's just it's just like I said before it's gonna take time it's gonna take a a couple of years for this team to really get their you know their young guns to be that mature enough to play and understand the game and get comfortable with it so as long as this this team you know keeps trending upward and yeah if they lose a lot of games doing it but with they're playing some solid hockey and they're pretty much pushing up these top teams on the back of the wall and making them like whoa it, it, it's not an easy task like last season um i don't know if you guys you know remember me saying last season i was frustrated that it seemed like every team that played the ducks on a back-to-back or regardless was trying to just play their backup goalie and scratching some of their their top players too it, it just the hell of it it's like man that's kind of an insult when you you are just playing your backups all the time against the Ducks, so I'm just I, I'm I'm glad to see these little changes that are helping the Ducks and to the power play goals they have scored. I'm just I'm, I'm glad the they're actually doing that. Yeah,
0: I mean, like you said, if you put in the backup goalie against me, I, I'm gonna have some added motivation. Uh, I don't care if it's back to back or whatever situation. You, you know, if the ducks are in a back-to-back and they're playing the opponent they put out the backup i'm like you know what fine i'm gonna freaking try and score as many goals as i can against this guy so uh but you know the ducks have played better i mean we talked about changes on the power play they put grant on the power play they scored on their one power play chance against la uh it wasn't grant that scored it but you know they're changing the personnel that's the big thing that we're talking about they also had a power play goal in that game against the capitals it was taken away like we said, offsides, really close play is what it is. But the Ducks are doing better on the power play. They're not doing great, but they're doing better. Uh, the other bigger part of this, I think, that's making these games entertaining. If you're sitting at home going, ah, I don't want to watch the Ducks. They lose, you know, they suck, whatever, which is what I hear from a few people, is you've got to look at their physical play. Uh, you have DeLaurier going out there basically kicking the crap out of everybody. You have Gabranson that's not going to take anything from anybody. And you even have Getzoff getting into it. So, I mean, this team is out there playing physical hockey. They're using that to motivate themselves. And like you said, Eddie, yeah, they came up a goal short against the Capitals. They came up a goal short against Winnipeg. Teams that have winning records. Obviously, the Capitals won the best in the league. But they're being competitive against these top teams. So you have to look at that as being a positive. Yeah, the Ducks aren't going to win the Stanley Cup this year. I know that's heartbreaking to you if you believe that. It's not going to happen. It's obvious. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, you know, the first couple of weeks at the beginning of the season, we thought, okay, they're playing good, maybe they can squeak in as a wild card, and they could maybe still do that, but, you know, it's kind of tough now with a lot of the things going on, but the bottom line is you have to be happy with this team in the sense that they're playing more uh, together as a group, as a team, they're standing up for each other, they're not taking shit from anybody, pardon my French, and uh they are entertaining to watch I, I i don't care what you say there's not a lot of physicality as far as fights and hockey anymore and the ducks uh have gotten back to that they brought back the fight club uh they're they're doing that in the last couple weeks and it's exciting i watch the games and i get pumped up even when the ducks lost these last couple games with Delorié and getzloff getting into the mix I was excited. I was screaming at the TV. You know, My wife had to tell me to calm down. You know what I mean? Eddie knows. I, I get pumped up. That's <laughs> how I am. I get really pumped up when I see uh, stuff like that going on. And when I saw Getz fighting, I was like, let's go. I was like, wife, look, Getz is fighting. Like, holy crap. Like, he, he doesn't fight that often, right? But uh, he dropped them too. So uh, you look at this team overall and and yeah you can sit there and say yeah they're not going to make the playoffs yeah they're not a stanley cup team whatever i'm going to sell my season tickets i don't care that's fine you you do what you want to do i'm still excited to watch this team they uh are entertaining that's the bottom line and yeah they're not winning all the games there are a couple games below 500 which isn't that terrible but they got a lot of young players uh akins is trying his best he's changing up the power play units he's changing up the forward lines uh, he's moving players up and down. He's doing some things. We, we were a little critical on him in the last couple of podcasts, which we're still going to be critical of him. There's still some things he could do a little bit better. But uh, he's not staying stagnant, Eddie, and I think that's the big thing. We were so mad with Carlisle because he would just do the same thing over and over again, the definition of insanity, as we talked about. So at least with Akins, he's not perfect, but he's trying to do other things. And uh, it's at least making this team interesting to watch. Uh, you know, uh, I guess opposite of what the score said about the ducks to begin the season, this team has been entertaining.
1: Oh yeah, and I love watching this team. I, I watch it even the games I miss. I'll I'll go back and watch it. Like uh, the Jets game I I haven't watched. Uh, well, I didn't watch it live because I was I was playing my my games on Sunday. It was a little a little too early for me. But I go back and watch all these games. I analyze it, just have an opinion for myself. I don't just take anyone's word for what it is and run with it, but I, I still I still love watching this team. They're my team. I've been a bandwagon uh, bandwagon uh, bandwagoning Ducks fans since ninety five, uh, watching my first game. So I was two two years short of being you know an original Ducks fan since ninety three. But I, I still love watching the Ducks. I still love watching hockey in general. It's it's unfortunate that the physicality is decreased and the fighting is low but I mean I still like this team and I'm glad that they're adapting to variable change and they're willing to do things uh, to change and be a better team yeah I know a lot of us got upset about the training camp being closed to the public because it never really have, has been but it was cool for the players to actually be themselves and not try to you know, act differently in front of fans. They can, you know, they can be their silly, goofy self, do the dumb shit they do. Aikens playing music and and players can pick the music. I don't know if they had a choice of music, but, you know, when you have things open to the public and fans, some people get offended by certain things. And I know a few other NHL teams have done the same thing. I don't know if Aikens was the trendsetter of that. I don't know who started, you know, letting teams... Uh, play music and in their practices or training camps, but it's just I, I think it helps the players just grow as players and let them be themselves and find their identity and the last few games I watched I, I really did like uh, watching the Dutch play those. They came out strong against the Kings, and they they knew that it was their division rivals. It was a big game, not just for themselves but for the fans too. And if you don't think these players care about the fans, and I don't know what you're thinking, these players do because I really think these players care about their fans a lot, and you can tell that by every interaction that you have with the players. And I don't care if you're wearing a Ducks jersey and going up to a Kings player, a, a, a true professional player is gonna treat you with respect and. And kind of you know care about you, so yeah, it just um, oh, yeah, it just it, it, it's good to see this team just just seeing them progress and, and building up, and especially our young guns too. When I see the Sam Steels or the Troy Terry, especially Troy Terry, because he's been on my eye for a while. I think he has a lot of potential. Especially I uh, watching the few games he played at you know in Denver over there, when he was in college. So I just. I just want this team to trend upwards and, and they're still fun to watch. And and I know a lot of people are just stuck on being negative and I'm not trying to tell you, you know, how to how to watch hockey, I guess. But I mean, come on, you have to just be happy to to be a fan of the Ducks. I mean, it could be, worse. It could be a Kings <laughs> fan signing older players. Yeah. And I mean,
0: you know, another thing about this team, Eddie and I have harped on it for I don't know how long, but I went back and I watched all the goals scored this last week. And that's something that Eddie and I talk about. We go back. Uh, you know, I pretty much watch every game live, either in person at Honda Center, on the TV, or like I said, the Fox Sports Go app. But I went back and rewatched all these goals. Uh, the Ducks had eight of them to kind of see how they were scored, what happened, what's going on with this team. And if you go back out of the eight goals, five of them were scored. By some kind of chaos in front of the net or players going to the net, which is what Eddie and I talked about. So if you go back to the L.A. game, uh, Rowney scored with a good pass going towards the net. You look at Grant. He was in front of the net. uh, Deflected uh, point shot. He got it. Backhanded in. Scored. You look at the Capitals game. Mayhem in front. Getzloff comes in and finishes off and he scores. Uh, You look at the game against the Jets. Devin Shore gets his first goal. Yeah, Helen Buck kicked it in. But again, they're crashing the net. Puck goes flying. You get a bounce, right? Uh, and then uh, Raquel to Silverberg. That was just straight up nasty. Uh, Raquel gets behind the net. Finds Silverberg right at the side and scores. That was a beautiful goal. But my point is... The Ducks are doing those things that Eddie and I said they need to do. They're either getting into those dirty areas. They're screening the goalie, creating some chaos. Players are going towards the net. That's what they want to do. Yeah, they're not winning all the games. We didn't expect that. But the thing is, the Ducks are playing hard. They're they're hitting people hard. If uh, someone's going after someone, they're responding. They're fighting. And they're going towards the net, which is what we said was the issue, especially last season. I felt like the team had no fight in them you know they weren't dropping the gloves that much they weren't responding that much and they weren't really getting in in the crease of the corners so you look at this team so far this year and the, and, and going forward yeah they're, they're not going to be the best team in the league but you have to look at them and you have to be excited about the fact that they are doing things a little bit differently they are going towards the net they are fighting people like we said uh, they're standing up for each other which is huge and I think that's a big thing. Uh, you know, I am excited when I watch these games. They're gonna play the Kings again this week. Hopefully, we you know we beat them down uh, you know one more time. They're gonna play the Minnesota Wild, Eddie's favorite team outside of the Kings, right? Eddie hates the Eddie Eddie loves the Wild, right? So uh, there's gonna be some fun stuff going on uh, these other games coming up. So I, I'm excited. I watch these games. I get pumped up. I mean, when when I see the Ducks the way that they're playing. I'm not gonna lie, the last couple games they lost, but I was still like excited to see the type of game or the type of product, I guess you could say, that they're putting out on the ice. That yeah, they lost. I get it. Whatever. Get upset, but they're they're competitive. You know, they almost took the Capitals overtime. They could have. Same thing with the Jets. Yeah, they could have won some of those games. Yes, the refs called some 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 BS stuff and whatnot. But uh, overall. I, I'm just I'm happy with the way the Ducks have responded. I think Akins maybe he listened to the podcast. I don't know, but he changed some stuff up in the last week, and and this team's been kind of fired up. They've been playing uh, with you know a little bit of swag. Uh, like we said, they're they're on the outside looking in. They're probably going to be that way for most of the season, Eddie. But um, I'll let you wrap it up before we go to the league news with anything you want to add, but. Uh, it, you know, if you're not watching the Ducks, you, you should because they've at least been entertaining when they're on the ice, win, lose, or draw.
1: Exactly. And, and they showed that fight and that, I guess, that dirty Ducks thing. They're not going to just lay back on their feathers and, and let teams run over them. They understand the situation they're in. And the league understands the situation they're in. And teams coming into Honda Center or playing the Ducks or wherever thinking it's going to be an easy win and they're going to be predictable. No, it's not. Like these, these, This Ducks team doesn't want to play like that. Yeah, they understand that it, it's probably not going to be a good season for them, but they're still willing to go out there and, and play hard and try to get that win and play with pride. And that's important, and I love seeing that. And I just... You know, I, 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 I like seeing these Ducks games. Even that Black Friday game, it's just being at Honda Center and the atmosphere with other fans, seeing everyone I know, and just, just being in that environment, it still like gets me happy. And if I can make more games, you know, financially and time-wise, if I didn't have work or anything, then, yeah, I'd definitely still be at every game and, and watching these Ducks play. I don't care if, if I'm watching a team go 0-82. It's, it's still fun to, to watch the hockey they're playing right now. So I just hope they keep it up and, and they just like keep, keep playing with pride, keep improving the little things. When they make a, a mistake, that's fine. I was always told by a supervisor that if you didn't make a mistake, you weren't learning anything. And I, I took that to heart. And that's, that's I actually worked at a, a Covina PD as a cadet and CSO a long time ago. This was like <laughs> after high school. And that was my first, first supervisor, like professional supervisor told me um because like uh, i'm real hard on myself when i make mistakes i'm a a perfectionist like nothing's ever good enough that i do like for my own opinion he told me like hey if you never made a mistake you're not learning anything and i think the ducks what they do great this season is when they screw up they really don't like make that same mistake minus the power play and that's something different and i hope you know with them changing personnel it'll just keep increasing and as far as what you touched on, Mike, too, about going to the front of the net, like you always hear it in hockey, no matter if you're an old-school fan, a brand-new fan, or if you're just being born right now or we're just making this podcast, you're going to hear it. Go to the net, and good things will happen. Like I, I, I'm a beer league player. I'm a club player, a rec league player, and I've never been the best player I could possibly be or even that good. I, I'm an okay, decent player, but my strategy and, and how I get all my goals is I crash that net. Yeah, it hurts like hell because I'm getting cross-checked in the back most of the time. Or I'm getting pucks to the the chest or I'm getting hit with pucks that my team's firing. But I just go to the front of the net, keep my stick down, and hopefully good things happen. And, and sometimes they do, and it makes me look good and, uh, you know, bounces off me or whatever. But... Like, like I always said, and, and any hockey fan will tell you, either past, present, or future, is go to the net and good things Yeah, and
0: that's what the Ducks have been doing. So, I I mean, I think the Ducks are going to be competitive down the stretch. Uh, if they do squeak in the playoffs, then great. If not, I'm not really stressed about it. I, th- I think this is obviously, like we said, a rebuilding year. We'll just take it from there. So... Um, with that, we'll do the last segment of the show. We'll talk about league news. If you didn't listen to the podcast last time, we talked about all the coaching controversies, right? We talked about the Calgary flames coach getting fired. We talked about Babcock and all that craziness. Well, Bettman's come out to address all that. Your favorite guy, right? The commissioner that gets booed everywhere he goes. I don't know who gets booed more Trump or him, but Hey, you know, Bettman gets booed a lot. And, uh, he's talking about, that there's going to be mandatory annual training for the head coaches, assistant coaches, uh, minor league coaches, GMs, assistant GMs, etc. On uh, diversity and inclusion as well. He also says that uh, there's going to be a basically quote-unquote hotline for players to call uh, with complaints. Um, and that uh, you know any whistleblower will be given uh, protection. So... A lot of stuff going on there after all all the craziness with some of the coaching things that we talked about on the last show uh, on that. Uh, I don't know if you want to weigh in that, Eddie. I mean, I think it's good that they're addressing it. Um, Obviously, with some of the stuff that's gone on, it's been a little crazy. I just hope that uh, people don't uh, abuse it. But uh, that's kind of the latest and greatest news there is that the league is going to address these issues with uh, coaches being abusive, I guess, either verbally or physically.
1: I think it's a bad idea. Um, that that's just me. Uh, number one, I don't agree with, with you calling someone a racial slur at all, and that needs to be gone. But I don't think there's any training that's gonna make someone not be race like racist. If you don't like black people, you don't like Hispanics, you don't like uh, Arabs, India, whatever race that wants to come and play hockey, and you, you really can't just. Dis- you know, look past their skin color or, or whatever they are and coach just a hockey team in general then you have no business being a coach period and there's no sensitivity training or there's no you know whatever they want to call it Th- that's going to stop that like so it's yeah it's just that and then this whole hotline too and i know a lot of players and some of you might not agree with me but if you're a player in the National Hockey League or if you're gearing up to be a professional player and, and you get some physical abuse, I don't see a problem in it. Like I, I I don't see a problem in paying compliance sometimes. I'm not saying go and beat and harm them, but if you're playing hockey and your coach comes and kicks you on the side of the you know, your pad with his shoe or hits you on the shoulder with his clipboard and you're going to go and cry and, and complain about that, I think you're... <laughs> you shouldn't be playing hockey and you don't deserve to be in a competitive and physical sport at all I think a lot of players and uh, that are complaining right now about oh so-and-so kicked me tap me you're taking away from what happened to the Calgary coach that was accused of, of or not accused but but was using racial slurs and you're just kind of like piggybacking off that to get your own attention and like I said some of you might not agree with that but I, I don't agree with a lot of these players, especially, uh, I'll mention Sean Avery. He's he's made a, a name for himself being controversial and, you know, making fun of players as significant others, girlfriends, whatever. And then he wants to cry about getting kicked. He was kicked playing hockey. Oh, We all were kicked playing hockey. If you grew up playing Utah hockey, any hockey, your coach came up, you screwed up. But just, you know, I've been tapped. are are, are tapped in the shoulder in the army it was even worse and i'm not gonna sit here and cry and sean avery crying a a person like sean avery too that that's going around new york on his bike and and harassing homeless people for being in the bike lane and threatening to beat them up now you want to come and cry i think you're full of shit and shut the hell up And, and i think any players that are sitting here crying about little taps like this are just they're washed-up players that just couldn't hack it in NHL, or using this excuse to blame anyone but themselves for their own failures. Like I said, if you're you're being you know racial, or if you're you're crossing that line, or kicking someone in the face, or something like that, like really physical abuse, then that that's a problem. But I mean, if you're just tapping someone, hitting them with the clipboard, if you're cut cursing at them, trying to get your point across. And trying to figure out how this player can react and i mean no i, I don't see a problem with that at all i, I think this this whole thing is just it, it's just furthermore declining hockey and, and watering it down it's going to turn this sport to basketball and if you, you know i'm not thinking of basketball but if you watch those athletes if, if if you blow too hard in their face they're flopping down so it's just that's all i really have to say about that
0: yeah it, i mean man. it's it's a tough thing i mean like you said if if there's some kind of racial stuff going on, there's some kind of physical abuse, then yeah, that shouldn't be tolerated. But I mean, if a co- if you make a bad play and a coach screams at you, I mean, I mean that's what happened to me when I played sports. I played a lot of sports growing up and if I did something wrong, I got yelled at and I learned, okay, I got to correct that and do better. So I think that's just something that in all sports, we're trying to figure out, like, what's the happy medium? It's like, okay, if someone does something wrong, I just tell them, oh, okay, it's going to be better next time? Or, you know, you know, I can't beat them down. I mean, that's not the right answer. So, it's like, where are you at? It's just kind of crazy right now, the way things are going. So, I still believe, like Eddie said, if you're doing something wrong and someone comes up to you and tells you, hey, man, you screwed up or you effed up or whatever and you need to do this, I don't see a problem with that. But yeah, of course, any kind of physical or any kind of uh, uh, verbal abuse that involves you know, race, religion, creed, anything of that, then obviously that's not acceptable. So it's something the league's going to deal with. Uh, Bettman's trying to uh, address it. Uh, whether you agree or not, at least he is looking into it. Um, but we'll see how the league responds to that. Um We do have some other things to cover. I know that uh, there's some fake news out there. Uh, Apparently, uh, Ryan Miller is going to get traded to Toronto is the biggest, latest fake news that I've heard. So, um, Eddie, I know you want to talk a little bit about that. There were some posts in some of the Ducks Facebook groups. Uh, They were saying, oh, you know, the Ducks are going to make a trade with Toronto with Ryan Miller, which I'm pretty sure that will not happen. And I'm also pretty sure that his wife will not want that to happen.
1: Oh, yeah. I love his wife. She's so, she just, she says it's on her mind, and she'll post it. It's cool. And we're going to retweet it because she's awesome. And, yeah. But, yeah, I guess Ryan Miller is going to Toronto Maple Leafs, and I don't know how it's going to work out with Toronto's cap situation and how bad their backup goalie Hutchinson. I don't think he has a win at all this, this season, and we're going to supposedly get him back. But... I just want to say, like for fans, don't read into things. You just read on the internet. Like, make sure they're verified. And well, like I told you before, here at Ducks and Pucks, we don't just see one clip uh, on online and just post it right away. No, we use different internet sources, which are value, you know are valuable and convenient. Google is one of them. You can just Google things, and you can find information, and then. Even when things I, I, I verify, I still, you know, text Mike or text other people on the group chat. Like, hey, have you guys heard of this? And we'll discuss about it and we'll post it. But it, you guys post this and get all weird and crazy. I, I don't think Ryan Miller is going to go anywhere. He has a six team uh, he can submit to to be traded uh, if that, you know, if he wants to. But I think he's content with staying here and being with his family and I think he's just he's content on where he is right now. I I can't see him waving it to go to Toronto or or even that's part of his six team note you know trade thing. But it's just one of those things where people blow things out of proportion uh, to go off other league news as well. Unless you want to touch on that. No no no. Quick. Go ahead.
0: Cover the rest of the stuff.
1: Okay. Well, Detroit to put uh, Madison Bowie. I write shot defenseman on waivers he has a cap hit about a million dollars it his contracts up this season and someone posted on on one of the ducks fan pages on facebook oh someone should get him or murray should pick this guy up but uh, once again fans it seems like every player that gets on, on waivers Someone wants to pick him up and thinks he's going to be a good thing for the Ducks. I don't know if you're playing too much NHL, you know, 19 or 20 now. Yeah, I know I picked up a few players on waivers and they would <laughs> score 30 goals, but that's not how it happens. It's not realistic. You want to pick up this guy. Yeah, if we didn't have Gabranson, okay, maybe it would work. He's more of a physical, gritty player too, and he'd be a great, you know, bottom pairing defenseman. But we have Gabranson. So once we get – Fully healthy again, you're talking about moving Guli or Mahura that, that should be up and should be getting a little more minutes at the National Hockey League level just for a, a, a kind of a one year rental player because you can pick him up. It's it, it just, it's weird to me. But you know what? Bargain Bob, who knows? Maybe he's not going to Target or Walmart anymore. He's back in the 90th century trying to get a player and seeing if he can flip them for value. So, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we pick up Madison Bowie uh, off waivers, but I really hope Yeah,
0: I, like you said, Eddie, I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, yeah, bargain Bob, I, I get it, but I, I don't see a whole lot happening with this team as far as trades or picking up people off waivers and stuff until we get into February. I really don't. I think he's going to ride it out. You know, I laugh at the Ryan Miller uh, rumors. I just cracking up at that stuff. I'm like, he's not getting traded. You guys are on crack if you think he's going to get moved. That's not happening. Just like Taylor Hall is not coming to the Ducks. We talked about that, too, on the last, I don't know, two or three podcasts. So, you know, as far as that all goes, I would just hold out. I don't see the Ducks doing a whole lot. I think they're going to kind of see what happens uh, this month. You know, historically, the Ducks do better Uh, at the end of December going into the rest of the the season. So that's my take. I think Murray's going to see what they do the rest of this month in January. And then in February, we can talk about it and see if stuff's going to happen. But uh, I I just don't see him picking him up. I I really don't. He brought Mahura up. I think they're going to sit with that. Uh, Also, I forgot to mention a little update too. It looks like Josh Manson is supposed to come back uh this week he has been skating with the team that's another reason why I don't think that move would happen also uh Nick Ritchie got placed on the IR and he's out six to ten weeks uh, some injury updates there I forgot to mention earlier in the show but with Manson coming back most likely sometime this week or by the end of the week I I highly doubt the Ducks do this move Eddie
1: oh yeah I I agree with you especially with Josh Manson skating with the team and and he's projected to be uh, coming back soon. I, I can't see it. It doesn't make sense for the Ducks to do it at all. And, I, yeah, I, I get it. I and mean, people get excited. Oh, waivers. We can pick up a new player. And, see, and they they have high hopes that he's going to be a savior for the team. This, quote, McQu- <laughs> Jesus player. But, we have to like, come back down to reality, especially when it gets closer to that that, de- that trade deadline. You're going to hear a bunch of rumors. You're going to hear a bunch of things going on. Getzoff's probably going to go to Seattle, even though they don't <laughs> have a team yet. Uh, Mike and Eddie's podcast is transferring to Ottawa. We're moving our location. You're going to hear a bunch of crap, but just don't buy into it and be a little more real- realistic and and, and kind of show you know a little more education, too. And, and when you post blindly like that, it just... It's like, come on, guys. Like, Be a little smarter than that. You have the internet at the palm of your hand on your phone. You can check, you know, fact-check things. If not, you you can happily tweet, message us, uh, DM us on Facebook, anything. Ask us about it. And, and a lot of you guys do, too. Mike, you probably get a lot more than I do. But, yeah, I have, a, I have personally, I have a few people that be like, hey, have you heard about this? And even things I haven't heard of, I'll go and fact-check it and i don't i don't fact check it by just one source like oh yeah it's confirmed no i do two or three and i still say it's it's still a possibility cuz you never know and and it, even the official analysts like bob mckenzie and those guys yeah they're like 99% right at times but sometimes things change and trades don't go or gms change their mind or they they use another gm and post that out just to have another GM, you know, rush on a different move and add more assets to a trade. So you just can't really be gullible yeah, on that. Yeah, just,
0: just be careful of the information you see out there. And I'm telling you, Hall to the Ducks or, or Miller to Toronto, that's hashtag fake news. So that's not going to happen. So uh, anything else you want to cover, Eddie, before we wrap up the show as far as league news?
1: Yeah. Speaking of fake news, since people seem to like these Taylor <laughs> Hall rumors, I've uh, been seeing a lot of them going to the Colorado Avalanche and being the front runners. I don't know if they're the front runners, but I've seen names like Boehm Byram being thrown out there. Samuel Gerrard. I don't think at all that the Avalanche will trade either one of those defensemen for a rental player and, and what the asking price is for them. Like and, and I personally, because I, I do a lot of coverage for the Avalanche, too. I don't think Taylor Hall it would be a necessarily good idea. For the Avalanche team, it, it just it's gonna it's gonna take away from a lot of what they have right now and the players that are, are starting to heat up and I just don't see that kind of player to give up that much assets for a rental player like that especially a player like Bo Byram or Samuel Gerard. and yeah since this is Ducks and Bucks I'll I'll go into more detail if you guys want to talk to me like offline but yeah I, I, that's just debunked. Um, Joe Thornton, the San Jose Sharks and Mrazik, Peter Mrazik of uh, the Hurricanes, they got into a little situation and Mrazik tried to slash him and then, uh, he goes up in Joe Thornton's face. Joe Thornton throws a little jab at him and he flops and falls down. <laughs> like he just got, Shh. like you said, Mike, when we were talking offline, you said it was like, it seemed like a fan shot, like a sniper fan <laughs> shot him from the stands. What's more funnier about this situation is the very next practice, his teammates made a silhouette of him laying on the ice, dead. Like you know, the the the, the cops doing the crime scene, they put his number on it. So that that was just funny that they can accept that and, and joke about that. And it was not obviously a flop by his part. Uh, if you're a goalie, yeah, I I love goalies, but if you're gonna try to throw a vicious slash like he did and then go up to someone's face. Be expecting someone to hit you back. I don't understand why he didn't think Joe Thornton was going to do anything. Joe Thornton's a player that's not shy from dropping the gloves. Ducks fans remember him and gets off dropping the gloves. I believe it was at center ice one of the games. So, yeah. And other news, too, from the Ottawa Senators, Nikita Zaitsev. He's dealing with some custody issues where his ex-wife said that he kidnapped the children and moved to Canada and this big old like controversy. His agent came out and said that wasn't the situation. There was a video of, I guess, forcibly moving the kids, but he didn't forcibly remove them per his agent. It, it, the, the situation was blown out of proportion. They're just dealing with the bad custody battle and it's just unfortunate and I feel really bad for the children and the they have to be uh, going through that and just it, it's an eye opener for us us fans i don't think these players are, are normal people but they are because i'm sure a lot of fans can relate to that and uh, thankfully i haven't knock on wood i never want to go do that in my life but I, I i wish number one i wish the children all the best and i hope especially coming the holidays uh, christmas coming up i, I hope that it's just something that they can work out as adults together and for their children. It's unfortunate that this news and, and the situation that it had to take him away from hockey, but I, I just like I said, I hope everything works out for him. Uh, going over to Florida, uh, Hoffman and versus Eric Carlson. If you remember the story about Eric Carlson, and his wife accused Hoffman's girlfriend of cyberbullying. Uh, I don't necessarily like the word bullying anymore because I think it's out of context and, and people don't really understand the meaning of it. They think that you say one bad comment, it, you know, substitutes that or constitutes that as bullying. But there are some issues going on there. It ended up, you know, players traded. Well, apparently Matt Hoffman wanted to fight Carlson and, and Carlson didn't want to fight him when the Florida Panthers beat the San Jose Sharks 5 to 1. Uh, I guess Hoffman was saying that – quote saying, I guess it's hockey, and and that's what it's about, the fighting. But you know what? If you're bringing your personal life to the rink, that's, that's not hockey at all. And I don't agree with that. And I've harped on this so many times because people think that I'm just all oh, just fighting person. Fight, fight, fight. But no, if you're fighting because of something of your personal life, of so your significant other, or you had a bad day, you got cut off in traffic – If you're bringing that that kind of energy to the rink and fighting uh, i think it's the wrong way and it shouldn't be it shouldn't happen so that's going to kind of wrap up the league news uh just to throw it out there too if you guys have any pets and you want them to take a picture with santa claus the oc animal shelter is doing that right now every saturday in december they're going to have you know a photo opportunity with you and your pets Uh, they're asking for donations that goes towards them they also have a list online. We'll post it on Ducks and Pucks that, you know, if you don't want – if you can or if you have extra dog food, blankets, anything like that, um, feel free to bring them over. I'm going to try to do it my hardest. Uh, the, the money I, ha- I don't have, but I'll, I'll try to, like, do what I can to give them something. We also have a giveaway on Ducks and Pucks that um, you follow them, share their post too. We're going to send – we have a, a dog collar and a few bandanas we're going to send out just uh, as a thank you for – you know, for helping us promote them.
0: Yeah, and you know, we did some giveaways too those last week. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of them. <laughs> um, you know, we had a, a Mighty Ducks uh, throwback jersey. We had the temu Solani uh, book that we gave away, and a few other things as well. We're gonna keep doing more of those throughout the season. So look for that, and yeah, uh, check out oc Animal Care. I mean, if you're a fan. Of dogs or cats or any kind of pets. They do a lot of good things there for animals. So we're happy to work with them this season. So check them out as well. And, uh, you know, we talked a lot about on the show about Fight Club. Uh, Eddie talked about some different things uh, in the league news. And, and, yeah, you know, when it comes down to players getting into it on the ice, uh, there's usually a reason behind it. It's either someone took a dirty hit against somebody, um, two players had a beef from before. Uh, a player's trying to change the momentum of the game or whatever, but any kind of this nonsense that's involved in the stands or anything that's going on in your personal life, you know, don't engage in that kind of behavior. That's not what it's for. Um, You know, find an alternative outlet, you know, whether it's, it's punching a bag or going for a run or something else that you can do. Uh, You know, we, we joke about the whole fight club thing, but that's uh, maybe some rules we should add, you know, the fight club only uh, pertains to on the ice, I guess I, you know, I don't know, but Uh, just think about that you know be smart uh with the things that you do uh outside of of sports and hockey in general um with that you know we'll be back in a week the ducks like we said they're going to play minnesota and the kings this week we'll probably be back uh you know a week or so we'll see how the schedule pans out and uh let's go ducks